Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Real Life Talk with Christina. Such a blessing to be before you today. And, ah, oh, man, God is so good. I tell you, I truly look forward to just being able to share my heart with you, being able to share life, my life. <laughs> The word of God. Just bless, you know, just to be open to receive what it is that God has for me to say on this podcast. <laughs> and this all pertains to life. Wow, I tell you, I I'm just so thankful and so grateful to God. I am. But I know also it takes something on my part. I, I play a part in this because God, he could do it and he could do it through someone else. But God wanted me to answer the call. He wanted me to answer the call to this because there are things that have happened in my life that will be a blessing to others. And God knew the people that I would be able to reach because it's all a part of his plan. So if you are listening to this podcast or if you're even feeling, you know, feeling in your heart to send it out to someone else, guess what? It's because this was in God's plan for them to hear this podcast. And so this ties in so well with what I'm going to be speaking to you about today. And the topic is obedience. Well, I'm sure some of you heard my podcast about my daughter and how my husband and I, you know, just have been repeating ourselves over and over and over and over again, asking her to keep her room clean, you know, just different things. You know, we even have taken our phone. She hasn't had her phone in maybe a couple of months. And it just got to the point where I got so tired of going in her room and seeing her room a mess and tired of repeating myself, just, you know, trying to get her to um, comply with the things we were asking her to do. And so... The result was because she didn't comply, we took the doors off the hinges in her bedroom. She has seven outfits for school, and that includes, you know, jackets and all this as well. And so it has been three weeks, I believe, now since we've been on this endeavor. Well, to give you an update, first of all, one of my beautiful friends uh, in Pennsylvania had sent me a message and she was asking me if I had um, did a continuation of what happened with our daughter, how we took the doors off and all that. And I 
sent her a message back and told her no, but that I was going to do one. And so as I began to talk to the Lord about it, because I'm thinking like, man, Lord, this has been three weeks. And even though, (laughs) even though this girl has less, way less stuff in her room, for some reason, she still manages with the little stuff that she has in her room to make her room look horrific. Meaning, you know, even though she has limited supply of clothes hanging in her closet, she's still throwing stuff on the floor instead of putting her clothes in the hamper. Um still not hanging up her jackets and things once she takes them off they're on the floor Uh, still bringing silverware and cups bowls in her room and so what I've been doing is you know I've just been kind of coaching her along because I've realized it just seems like she needs that extra boost where um you know, I could go in and I just try to encourage her and again explain easier ways that things can be done, you know, just to make it easy, easier for her. And sometimes I may pick a few things up and talk to her and so I'm really, really trying. So as I was thinking, I'm like, man, Lord, well what would I say? I mean, what would be my update, you know, regarding the situation with my daughter? Because it just seems like things are kind of still the same. It's just not as um, a larger quantity. Um, But... It just it just seems like in a way she's still not getting it. So I mean what would I say on this podcast? I mean what what would be um the result or the thing that I could say, hey, you know, the Lord said to do this. I'm turning around. I'm not going around that mountain any longer. You know, I'm putting my foot down. Okay, so now I've done that. And things are still kind of looking the same. So what do I have to tell the people? You know, in regards to me stepping up, addressing this thing like you put on my heart to do. And stand up and say, I'm not taking it no more. And to take action. And so as I, you know, talk to the Lord about that. This is what he said to me. He said, it's not about. Turning around. It's, it's, it's not about. You know, making up your mind and you're not going to go around that mountain anymore. 
it's it's not about you saying that and now things have changed completely he said what what it's about it's about being obedient to me and i was like wow so so this thing really wasn't about then me um taking a stand and telling her okay we're taking this we're doing this we're doing that uh and now since we did that oh we know we're gonna see this child do a 360 degree turn but the lord said this was really about being obedient to him so I hope I hope I'm making it clear because I know sometimes <laughs> I may explain explain things in a way that may seem it's just my way of explaining. But to to make a long story short, the Lord is saying what this really was about was about me being obedient and doing what He said. It wasn't about the the room being clean and all that. It's it's about that. But the main thing is about being obedient to him. And as I began to think about that, I was like, wow, that's deep because normally I'll say for myself, you know, when the Lord speaks something to me and he asks me to do something or he speaks to me about something that I've been praying about and he gives me um, the solution and he speaks to me and says well I want you to do this normally when the Lord says that I'm thinking like okay I'm going to do this and, and once I do this that means this thing going to be over with that means it's done and you know what it actually is done in the spirit. It, it's already done. It is finished in the spirit. But in the natural, <laughs> you may not see that right away. And so I was like, man, Lord. And it, it just took me back to some time ago. And this has been years ago, years and years ago. When I heard the Lord say so clearly, I heard obedience to God is the key to success. Obedience to God is the key to success. You know, there is a scripture that says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And so when we are willing when we just you know surrender when we yield when we say yes when we follow when we heed to the call or whatever it is that God is asking us to do when we are obedient we shall reap a harvest now it says we shall eat the good of the land. 
land is something that's not small. Land, I mean, we all know there's different size lands, but still, with with God, he knows the beginning, the end. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So we really can't even comprehend in our mind the blessings, the blessings that will overtake our lives when we are obedient to God. And so my obedience to God doesn't mean that in the natural I'm going to see something change right away. But I'm saying obedient, I'm, I'm being obedient to God because I love Him and I know that it's, it's bigger than me. Just like Jesus said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. So when we're obedient, it's, that's really what we're saying, Father, not my will. Because my will would be, hey, I'm, I'm going to say yes. And when I say yes, I know that's it. I ain't going to ever have to deal with this thing again. But when I say not my will, but thine will be done, then that means, God, whatever it takes, I'm going to trust you. I'm keeping my eyes on you. And I know, I know that it's already done in the spirit. And Lord, I just have to receive that what's done in the spirit and not be moved by what's going on in the natural. And so I think, I believe when we begin to look at obedience in that manner, it will keep us from being hurt, torn. Some people get mad at God, you know, all these different emotions because You know, people say, well, God, you said to do this, and I did it, and it still ain't. Well, if God has asked you to do something, you have to trust. See, that's the thing. It it, it can't be, well, God, if I do this for you, you do this for me. No. We have to trust that God's will is what's best regardless. Man, and I'm telling you, oh my God, I know, oh, that can, that can hit deep because it's been people that maybe have lost loved ones, you know, and they say, well, God, you know, you said to do this and you said to do that and you know, I just thought they was going to make it. I, I didn't know. And I just thought you would have, you know, uh, touched them and healed their body. God, I can't believe they're gone. But you know what? God understands. He understands. Oh, my God. And that's one of the beautiful things about God. 
He loves us. He knows. He's touched by the things that touch us. He is. And I mean, I've I've had, you know, situations. I remember when, you know, my ex-husband and I were separated when we were going through our divorce and we had our youngest son and I was getting ready to move to North Carolina and I just knew, I just knew, you know, because I was a child of God and my ex-husband wasn't saved. I just truly believed that it was going to work out why I would have been bringing my son with me. And I remember, you know, the Lord just reassuring me that my son was going to be all right. But when he was reassuring me my son was going to be all right, I didn't know that that meant at the time that that my ex-husband would be getting our son. And... Oh my goodness, that that was a time for me. And I just remember that day in court and, you know, my husband had an attorney. I didn't have one. And, you know, we're going back and forth and um, my son, he had to go back in the judge's chamber and talk with the judge. And, and later he even told me that he told the judge that he wanted to come with me. And to make a long story short, my um, ex-husband ended up getting to keep my son. And so I remember that day going back to my friend's house. And I was so mad at God. I was so disappointed. I was so hurt. I had made up in my mind when I went back to North Carolina, I wasn't going to do anything as far as ministry. I was so hurt because I could not believe, you know, that me being a child of God, that that happened. And... You know, I remember one of my girlfriends, <coughs> excuse me, coming over, you know, because I was at one friend's house and this friend came over to my other friend's house to see me. And I just remember her coming and encouraging me and telling me, you know, that, you know, God has a plan and you know, God loves you and you've been obedient to God and you know God has your best interests and you know it's going to work out. And I tell you, by the time she got finished encouraging me, I was praising God. I was, oh my God, I was thanking God. I mean, I had a totally different mindset. <laughs> and, you know, as time went on, the Lord said to me, he said, just like I have a plan for you, I have a plan for Jared. And that's my youngest son. And he said to me, 
you know, he just wanted me to trust him, you know. He wanted me to trust him. And, I mean, it was part, parts of that day that kind of went blank. I didn't even remember it. And years had passed and out of the blue, my um, ex-husband had called me <clears throat> and he and his wife were taking a trip on a cruise and he needed me to do a letter, write a letter saying I give him permission to take him and I needed to get um, it stamped by a notary. And so when I got off the phone, I'm thinking to myself, now, wait a minute. If he has custody, full custody, why would I need to write a letter and get it notarized? And at that point, I began to go back to that day. And I remember my ex-husband's attorney saying, Your Honor, you know, the mother lives such and such and such a hundred miles away. It will only be fitting that he would be able to stay with his dad. There is no way that they could have shared parenting. And with that type of distance, you know, it would be best that the child be with the father. And the judge was like, nah, we're going to keep it the same. And he hit the gavel. Boom. And all that came back to me. But before then, it was like all that was erased from my memory because I was so hurt. And so when the Lord brought that back to my remembrance, I just began to rejoice because God had performed a miracle for me to be in North Carolina and my ex-husband to be in Cincinnati and us to have shared parenting. Now, you know that's God. You know that's God. And so that day, I just thanked him. I just rejoiced. And so, oh my goodness. But obedience. Obedience. And now, you know, even though he stayed with his dad and I had visitations and all that. You know, he turned out to be a fine young man. I am so proud of him. Oh my God. He is a beautiful young man inside and out. Has a good head on his shoulders. He's doing things in his life and great things. And I'm just so proud of him. But God, mm, mm, mm. When we say yes and we're obedient, we just need to know that God's got it. He's got it. It ain't for us to try to figure it out. We don't we don't have to figure it out because we know God already worked it out. He's already worked it out. My goodness. I just want you to be encouraged. You know, maybe you you did that 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 turnaround and you've 
stood up to some things and you addressed those things. And just like me, maybe you're like, oh my God, I just knew God as soon as I addressed this. I just knew things were going to change. Well, you know what? God is pleased by your obedience. He He is pleased at your obedience. He is pleased. But also, that shows you that you you have strength in you. You know what I'm saying? That shows you that you were able to address something that you had dealt with for so long. And that you probably had become weary like me, frustrated like me. And some people, excuse me, some people would call it timid or whatever, soft. But you stood up to that thing and God is pleased. But just know, know that God is going to reward you for your obedience. And just like me, I encourage you to keep your eyes on him. You know, and it's just amazing. I'll share with you, excuse me, the next podcast. It'll be a continuance from this. But actually, what happened tonight, and it all tied in, and this was with my daughter, and it all tied in with this message and you know, with the actions that my husband and I had taken three weeks ago, with taking the door off and all that, oh my God. Well, <clears throat> had to deal with some things tonight. And I will share that on the next podcast. But I, it just amazed me like, man, God, of all times, like, when I'm getting ready to touch this subject again, Now, here this comes, but it was again, this was God showing me something else. Another facet of what happens, you know, when you address that thing, when you stand up, when you, you know, turn around and you refuse to keep going around that same cycle. And I'm just like, God, wow. So you be encouraged. Know that God is with you. You are not alone in this battle. That the battle was not yours. It is the Lord's. It's the Lord's. And so you continue to be obedient. Continue to be obedient as unto the Lord. And I tell you, you won't regret it. Now the thing is though, (laughs) just trusting God, keeping your eyes on Him, and not getting frustrated during the process You know, because sometimes, again, you know, we could be like, well, God, you said to do this, and I 
done it. And it's been a week, it's been a month, it's been a year, and I'm still waiting. Well, God, you said to go get a wedding dress, to go pick out my stuff, and that that, 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 that man of God was going to come into my life. And it's been two years, and it ain't happened yet. <clears throat> well, the key is your obedience. God doesn't need us to, to tell it, you know, to remind him what we said. I mean, it is a scripture that says, put me in remembrance. <clears throat> but, and not, you know, coming against that scripture. I'm just saying in instances like this, when God has asked us to do something and we're obedient, God has a specific timing for everything. And so we got to learn to rest and wait for that due season. We got to wait for that due season. We, we cannot get weary in our well-doing. You, you know, there's a scripture in Habakkuk that says, Write the vision and make it plain that they that read it may run with it. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, an appointed time, but in the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait on it, for it shall surely come. So it's going to surely come. But we, we have to Wait on God's timing. Trust God. It's just like a woman is carrying a baby. You know, you know, you have nine months. Some of them, they say, go a little over 40 weeks. And so they'd have been carrying that baby all that time. Some end up going early. But my point is, God will not disappoint you. He will not disappoint you. Oh, he won't disappoint you. So I'm so looking forward to sharing the next part of this story with you. And so I look forward to talking with you again soon on the next podcast of Real Life Talk. And this is Christina, and God bless you. Look forward to talking with you soon. Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Real Life Talk. I am Christina, so happy, blessed, excited to be with you on today. On today, I will be continuing from yesterday's message, which was obedience. So, um, as I had shared in the previous message, I'm getting a little tired, tongue, was that what the Lord was showing me that 
when he asks us to do something. It doesn't always mean that we're going to see the results right away just because we were obedient. Now, as I said on the other podcast was, but it's already done in the spirit. And so I'm, I'm speaking on seeing it from a natural standpoint, the situation that's right before your eyes. So what amazed me was when I knew that I would be following up on this matter so happened you know as I said we had taken our daughter's phone taken the doors off you know she has outfits for seven days well we end up finding out that she had a friend's iPad and so this is one of the things that our daughter has done in the past when we have taken her phone she has friends that have extra cell phones that they're not using or iPad and she will sneak and bring them home so she she knew already that she was going against uh, what we had required of her she she had totally gone against it um, because when we as her parents um, lay down the laws. <laughs> then she knows she knows that she's supposed to follow them. <laughs> but how many of you know? I know you know we were children at one time too. I know I was, and I know I didn't, you know, obey everything that my parents said. And so, um, my husband happened to see her with that uh, iPad and she tried to hide it. So I walk in and I'm asking her, I'm asking her to give up the iPad and she's, I, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't, I mean, well, we said phone because he thought it was a phone. I don't have a phone. And I'm like, give me your phone. I don't have my phone. And I'm like, look, this can go so much easier if you would just tell the truth. I said, you know, the reason for things being the way they are now is because, you know, you didn't follow the rules. And so there are consequences. And the consequences were your doors removed, your clothes, you know, you you have limited amount of clothes. And this was a result of you not doing what we asked of you. And so she kept, I I don't I don't have I don't have my phone. I don't have my phone. So after she said that it just registered that no she doesn't have her phone but she has somebody else's 
So when I asked her to give me her friend's, uh, you know, phone, then she looked at me, she stared. And I said, no, I'm not going to. I said, give it to me. I said, again, you knew you were not supposed to have someone else's phone. If we took your phone, why would we want you to have someone else's phone? So, and I just explained to her again that there are consequences. Now, if you want things to change, then you're going to have to change. It's going to take, it's going to require you to change. And once you change, you will see the doors back up. Once you change, you will see more clothes in the closet. Once you change, you'll get your phone. I'm like, it's just that simple. Just do what we ask you to do. It's just that simple. And I told her, I said, God is the same way with us. God will require things of us. God will ask things. He'll give us a warning. And it's up to us to be obedient. And when we're not, there is a consequence. The Bible says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, it's the same with us. And finally, finally, she placed it in my hands. And I said, thank you. Because that that was the beginning right there. You got to start somewhere. And so, again, what I am learning in this, you know, we, 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 we know to pray. We know to pray. We know to speak the word. But just because we pray and we speak the word, it doesn't mean that we're going to see a change just like that. And then we have to be careful that we're not trying to manipulate, which, you know, sometimes, I mean, people can do stuff and not even be aware that they're doing it. So what what I'm saying about that is, you know, I'm I'm, okay, I'm going to pray and I'm going to do it. And you're praying and you're doing it only because you're thinking God's going to move right now. We we have to get out of that mindset. We got to get out of that mindset because, again, that's what ends up causing people to um, get frustrated irritated, mad at God and all that because your motives was wrong in the beginning. You only did it because you wanted to see God move right now. It it, it had nothing to do with faith or trusting God. 
Because sometimes it really, it, it can become a, a ritual. It can become something religious. When we, we, you know, we know what to do and how to do it. And we're going to do it this way and do it that way. And, and, and we know God going to move. He's going to move. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not the case. I remember, I tell you, I have so many stories. But I remember, <laughs> oh my God, when the Lord used to really just talk to me concerning my husband. Because, oh my God, I just saw things so differently. (laughs) And I would used to try to talk to my husband about it. And, you know, and I just remember, it's so many different, different times. But I remember this one particular time, you know, because my husband, he, he has a, great sense of humor and he would love to just you know say things to get people to laugh and this one particular friend when they would talk he would always go into prophet evangelist teacher preacher and he would just go on and on and this one particular time His friend was going through some things. So when his friend called, you know, I told my husband, like, you know, I told him who it was. And I'm like, you want to go in the office? And he's like, no. So I'm thinking to myself, now he he knows his friend is going through because he already knew. I'm like, why wouldn't he just go in in the office and close the door instead of sitting in the living room with the TV on? That that's me, you know. <laughs> like God couldn't move if he was sitting in the living room. <laughs> and so I, I go in the kitchen and I'm standing and I'm just watching him and there he go. And I'm like, Lord, I oh God, I pray. I pray he doesn't go into that prophet, evangelist, teacher, preacher. All of a sudden there he is. Prophet, evangelist, teacher, preacher. And I'm just standing there like, God. Like this man, this man needs encouragement. This man needs him. And the Lord said to me, I might not want to use Ty. (laughs) And I'm like, uh. Now, wow. That, That alone is deep because... Just, just the mind, the way the mind works, the way the mind thinks. Okay, so you know, is somebody in need? This person calls, and God is gonna have this person just pour into them. By the time they get off the phone, oh, they're gonna be in another place. Well, how many of you been in in a similar situation like that where, you know, you maybe have um, suggested something to somebody? Because I even used to say to my husband, read this. If you read these books, 
if you read this and if you, you know, I'm trying to get them to read books and everything. And sometimes it's like (laughs) we can get in the way trying to help. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And I just had to stand back. I mean, but. Oh, I mean, the Lord just taught me so many different things because sometimes we just get in our mind that we we figured God out. We know how God's going to work. And, you know, I remember another time. And this was when I did a first print of my book, Chosen Generation. And it was just text. There was no illustration or anything. And we were connected to Morningstar, excuse me, Morningstar Ministry. And we were, yeah, we were connected to Morningstar. So we had shared information with one of the leaders and, you know, they asked us to bring a couple of books and they wanted, you know, to see the book. So automatically my mind is like, wow, you know, I don't know what doors God is getting ready to open. Man, they're going to see this book. And then, you know, um, Morningstar has their own publishing company and my mind is just going. Well, guess what? That never happened. (laughs) It never happened. And so what I'm saying in all of this is, you know, sometimes we can try to um, finish the end of the sentence for God. And when it's not, when it hasn't ended the way that we wanted it to end, or we thought God was going to do it, you know, we're heartbroken at times. And so, and, 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 and it's a process. It's a process. Hey, it's a process because a lot of times, you know, we don't even recognize when we're doing these things. But once we recognize them, then it's a process. Because if you've been doing something for something, but, you know, you got to work towards changing it and, and, and trusting God, just trusting God at his word trusting God I mean my daughter she's 15 now and I know there are so many things that are going on out here in the world and there's been so many different times where I've literally felt fear trying to grip me and and thoughts coming in my mind concerning her about different things and you know, I, I've had to stop and like, no, I am not receiving this. And I, you know, cast those thoughts down and and I'm like, God, I've given her to you. And so I trust you. I trust you. And When we say we trust God, wow, we should just trust God, period. Wow, because 
when a parent says, God, I trust you, then you're pretty much saying, I trust you that my child is going to be safe. Nothing's going to happen to my child. Um, You know, that my child is going to be protected. And so many different things happen in life. You know, people end up losing a child or um, you've heard stories of people in the church that were faithful and their children end up, you know, on drugs or something. And you just hear all kinds of stories and you never want it want that to be your child and so when you say God I trust you it's like I'm trusting you that nothing is going to happen but can you trust God if something happens Hmm. that just takes it to a whole nother level What about those parents that said that and now their children are gone? Or their child is sick or their child is crippled. Something has happened. And now, because of that, they're mad at God and they're blaming God. And one thing we have to remember is God is good. He's a good God. God doesn't make someone shoot someone's child, shoot someone's child. Or God doesn't make someone in a car uh, drive drunk home and crash into a car and somebody's child is in a car and they die when Maybe it was three children and two of them live, but, you know, the other person's child didn't make it. God is a good God. And we have to trust him. We have to trust him. Period. No, um... Ending sentences, you know, no add-ons. We have to trust God. Not saying it is it it will be easy. Because we are human, we have feelings. God gave us emotions. But yet and still. We have to trust God with a holy surrender. A holy surrender. A holy surrender. As I said, you know, in one of my podcasts, I think it was yesterday's, about how, you know, I was trusting God. But my trust was I was trusting God 
to get custody of my son. I didn't just trust God like, Lord, I I trust you with no strings attached. It wasn't that kind of trust. I trusted God that I would get my son. And when I didn't, as I'm saying to you how, you know, some people are, they blame God, they get mad, they're angry. Well, that's what I did. I was mad at God. And I had made up in my mind when I went back home, I wasn't doing nothing. That's what I said. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. And I was speaking on ministry. I'm not doing nothing. And that's exactly what I said. I was so mad at God because I felt that because I was a Christian and my ex-husband wasn't a Christian, that that meant I was going to have my son. And so, can we, can we trust God? Can we trust Him? Not with anything added, no extra or God I'll trust you if you do this wow can we really just trust him when God speaks to us can we be obedient just to be obedient not because if I be obedient I'm gonna get a blessing Or I'm going to be blessed. Can we trust him? Can we be obedient? And I'm telling you. As I'm I'm sharing this. it, It comes to me first. Or. Is the relationship more based on. What God has done what God is going to do and how he's going to do it. Or can we just trust God because we love him. You know, we love him. God, I love you and I trust you and I know that your plans for me are good and not evil that you have a hope, future, and an expected end. And with that, I'm not saying that we um, not hope for things, hope for the best, or expect the best. I'm not saying that. Because expectancy, faith moves God. But having faith in God, we have faith in God because of who he is. We have faith in him. We have faith in him. 
say this I didn't know this was going to turn into this but I know the Lord has me going this way for a reason because our relationship with God should be of that total surrender and not because I know God's going to do this you know that's just like with the job Maybe you've been working somewhere for a long time and there's, there's a promotion. There's a promotion. And you just already made up in your mind that you know God is going to bless you with that promotion because you have been faithful. You've done this and that and But that doesn't mean that God is going to bless you with that position. See, again, that's how we get ourselves in that um, emotional roller coaster. Because now I'm, I done already took on something. God didn't speak to me that I was going to get that promotion, but I've already assumed because I'm a, a child of God or because I, you know, do things right and treat people right. I just assume that the job is mine. And then when that job is given to someone else, I'm disappointed. I'm upset. But why am I upset? <laughs> God never told me I was going to get the pr promotion in the first place. And so... Wow, it's just time for us to evaluate our relationship with God. What is it really about? Jesus said, I come to do the will of the Father. Now, doing the will of the Father and you expecting to get blessed is two different things. Matter of fact, your blessing should be or you should be blessed because God chose you and you're surrendering to his will not because you're expecting to get something but you're blessed because God chose you to do his will the Bible says Jesus said for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross my God, he knew he was going to die, but he knew he was laying down his life for the world. And he knew that his father would be glorified. And so that should be our purpose here is that whatever we say or do, First of all, it will be what the Father has said and that it would be that the Father would be glorified. Not I'm doing it because I'm going to get a greater anointing. Not I'm going to do it because I'm going to get a blessing. Not I'm going to do this because if I do this, God going to send my husband or God going to send my wife. That 
should not be the reason why we say we surrender to God. And again, sometimes we we don't we don't even realize these things. We don't we don't realize them. I mean, God knows we love him. We really do. But what do you do? <laughs> Just like my situation as I said with my daughter, I prayed before I even did that, which I do anyway. But I pray because I'm like, Lord, I'm getting ready to do a follow up. And I really haven't seen too much of a change. Now, you know, you've given me this word about the turnaround. And, and you know, you've been going around this mountain long enough. So what am I going to say? And this is what he this is what he said to me. That it doesn't mean. That you're going to see a change right away. Because you've been obedient. Now again. It's already happened in the spirit. But the thing is. Are are we even looking at it from a spiritual standpoint when we're in it? When we're seeing it with our natural eyes and it's right there before us. Are we addressing that situation, looking at that situation like it's already done in the spirit? Or are we um, letting that thing frustrate us, irritate us, overwhelm us, bombard us? How are we handling the situation? But we got (laughs) to... So again, I mean, I'm learning so much in this. You know, that the Lord wants my obedience. He wants my obedience. He wants me to be obedient. Regardless, that, that's, that's the bottom line. It was about obedience, me being obedient to what he said. And that was it. And not me being obedient and doing it because I'm I'm looking for a change right now. Well, again, there is some change. But again, sometimes we, and I've been there, we expect an instant change just like that in that situation. And so that's where faith comes in. You know, I'm trusting you, God, because I'm, I'm obedient. And I know that your word says that all things work together for my good. So, hey, I can stand on that. I know it's working together for my good, but I know that also while I'm doing this, you know, I'm not going around this mountain anymore. But I know you're doing some things in me in the midst of this. You're teaching me some things. I'm learning. I'm growing. You know, you're revealing some things. I'm dying to some things. So it's a process. It's a process. And so through that, once you go through that um, training one-on-one, once you go through that course, 
and you passed that test, well, guess what? You'll be able to share the, share that same testimony with others to help them. And even though you share your testimony to help them, that doesn't mean God is going to use them the same way he used you. But it's going to help them just the fact to know, you know, that God is with them in the situation, that they're going to um, grow, they're going to learn some things. And so, hey, God is going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory. And so that's the main thing. That's the main thing. So I want to pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, I just come before you and just thank you. Just thank you, Holy Spirit, for just uh, being in the midst of us. Thank you. Father, we just thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. And we are free. For the word of God says, who the son sets free is free indeed. And so, Father, as we come before you, God, Lord, just just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in and through us, God. And God, forgive us if we have kind of, you know, gone through this walk, this journey, always expecting things instead of just trusting you and that's it. Lord, forgive us. And God, thank you for what you're doing in us. And we know that this is a process. But we're going to do our part, God, to, to trust you. And even just, we, we're not going to get paranoid. We're not going to beat ourselves up because, you know, now we realize that we've been doing this at times. We're not going to beat ourselves up. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, but we thank you, Lord, that we receive your word and love. And we thank you that we know our lives is in your hand, our future, our destiny, that you have already gone before us and you have made every crooked path straight. And so, God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. But we don't want to get the blessings mixed up with us just surrendering and saying yes and building your kingdom for your glory. And so just thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. And we love you so much. We just thank you fulfilling our, our hearts our minds our spirits thank you for rivers of living water just flowing out of our bellies 
We thank you for life and that more abundantly in you. And God, we just thank you for more of a hunger and thirst for righteousness. For your word says that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And so with that, we want to say thank you. And we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. And it's in the name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. And Lord, we we surrender all in Jesus' name. We surrender all. Lord, we surrender our children, our lives, ministries, jobs, everything. We surrender it to you. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for peace. We don't receive fear. We receive your peace. We receive your joy. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Wow, well, thank you so much for tuning in. And it has been such a blessing. And I encourage you again to download the Anchor app on your Play Store. And once you do that, you will receive notifications of each podcast. And again, once you do that also, you will be able to tune in to my podcast live. So please, you know, you may have to remove some stuff, but um, download that app. So God bless you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouraging words. They mean so much. And God bless you.